0: from my heart. My Lord and King, we pray to you this morning for every single member of Christ's Tabernacle, for every single one who is also the part of the church of God that you empower us to obey you in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to fully obey you so that your name will be glorified. Lord, we give you praise.
1: Thank you, Father. We exalt your name. We bless your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Still reading from the book of Acts. I'm just going to read the latter verse of Acts chapter 5, verse 5. It says, And great fear sees all who heard what had happened. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want us to pray that, Lord, as I come before you this morning, give me a heart of reverence. Give me a heart to honor you. Give me a heart to fear you. That as as I receive that word, I will run with it. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the privilege of being called Heirs of the Most High God. We thank you, Lord, that you have saved us. You have redeemed us from the pit of hell. Father God, you have sanctified us. You have set us apart. Lord, we do not take this for granted. Lord, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. The Bible says if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the best of the land. And so Lord we ask this morning as we come before you remove from us anything in our heart that represents stone. Give us a heart of flesh. Give us a heart of obedience. Let your holy fear be upon our hearts this morning that as we receive your word we will run with it. Father God you give us a heart of wisdom. You give us a heart of knowledge and understanding. Lord as we receive your word we will run with it. We will honor your word. We will honor your preference. Lord we will not take anything for granted. Father God, your word will be precious in our sight this morning in the name of Jesus. Help us to focus on you, that we will not be distracted, that nothing will hinder us from receiving that word and as we receive that word, that word will be fruitful in our lives in this season in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we are rounding up this year, you will cause us to remember the word that has been spoken to us daily, that we will meditate upon your word and as we receive your word this morning, your name shall be glorified. Lord, that your word will be fruitful in our lives in the name of Jesus. That we will bring forth fruit. God of heaven, we bless you. We thank you for what you're going to do in our lives. Thank you for the word that will go forth and heal us. Thank you for the word that will go forth and bring deliverance. Thank you for the word that will go forth and bring direction in every life today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the open heaven. Thank you, Lord, for the manifestation of your power and your unction upon us this morning. We give you all the glory and all the praise and all the adoration thank you father in Jesus name Amen. Amen. I
2: read from the book of 2nd Corinthians <coughs> chapter 3 and I'm reading from verse 16 but whenever anyone turns to the Lord the veil is taken away now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom and we All who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with an ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. We're going to ask the Lord to unveil our faces in today's service so that we can contemplate his glory and we can be transformed more and more into his likeness. Let's lift up our hearts and pray. Father, your word says that wherever your spirit is, there is freedom. Freedom, O oh Lord Jesus, to praise, freedom to pray, freedom, O oh Lord Jesus, to be who we are in Christ Jesus. Unveil our faces. Should there be anything, O oh Lord, that blocks us today in a service from Receiving from you, Father, Lord Jesus, any preconceived notions that we have taken on, anything, O oh Lord Jesus, that sets itself up in pretension to the Word of the Most High God, let such things be uprooted and removed in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your freedom reign in today's service in the mighty name of Jesus. We yield our spirits and our souls to you, Father, Lord, and we ask that you would take full preeminence and control of everything that goes on in the service today open up our eyes, O oh Lord Jesus, to see into the spiritual realm. Father, Lord, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We are unabridged, unencumbered, O oh Lord. We already ask you, O oh Lord, to remove everything that easily entangles. So we walk into the freedom that is presented by Christ Jesus today in the mighty name of Jesus. And we who with unveiled faces, O oh Lord, will contemplate your glory and reflect it with an ever increasing glory. Let that glory of the lord not depart from us in the mighty name of jesus even as we walk into our streets even as we go back into our community this last week oh lord jesus before christmas let your the present glory radiate through us. Let it shine through us. Let it exude in the mighty name of Jesus. When Moses encountered you, when he went up to the holies of holies, O oh Lord, he saw your face and it was resonant, O oh Lord. The people in the camp knew that he had encountered you. Lord, let the glory of the Most High God be resonant on our faces, O oh Lord Jesus. Let us be people who reflect you even as we walk into our nation. Neighborhoods this week, Father Lord Jesus. Let our being here today not be in vain in Jesus' mighty name. That your name will be glorified through us and that we would receive that which you have prepared for us in today's service. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.
3: Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. God is good. All the time. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for this Sunday. It's a powerful Sunday. I see heaven dropping gifts. Various gifts that we are receiving this morning. So be ready to receive your gifts. With that in mind this morning, let's just read the book of Psalm 24 with an uplifted hand. Uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwelleth therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Mm. He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart what is false, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord, and vindication from God, His Saviour. Such is the generation; those who seek Him, who seek Your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up Your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up Your heads, O ye gates. And be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145, please. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your majesty. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you And you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
4: we exalt and magnify your holy name for you are God in the midst of your temple thank you for the privilege of knowing you thank you for the more excellent privilege of sharing in your divinity that we can be called children of the most high thank you for all you have done To us, since we were born, thank you for the year 2023. We can reflect our mind back to January. Where we were in January is not where we are now. You have increased us in every way. You have protected us all the way through. Your mercy has been manifest over our lives. You are the one whose praise we sing on a daily basis. You have taught us a series of things. You have equipped us for our earthly journey and for eternity. Lord, we thank you for your glory revealed among us. Thank you for the heart you have given to us to listen to you to hear from you, and to apply to our lives. Thank you that we are not among those who Satan deceived this time. For this is the end time, and it is a season of deception of the devil. We bless your name that you have made us wiser than all the deception of the devil. Thank you for our children here. Thank you for our youths. Thank you for our men. Thank you for our women. Regardless of what the devil has set up in the world system, you have protected our heart. Our heart loves you. Our heart seeks you. Our heart obeys you. Amen. Blessed be your name for preparing this house for your visitation next year. When you will visit the earth next year, that Lord, you have prepared us for this year. You have spent this year as a preparation year. So that when your power will move on up next year, we shall be vessels of honor to be used, both young and old, youths and children, and men and women. We give you the praise and honor and glory for not keeping from us what you are about to do on earth. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' holy name we had prayed with hands given. Turn the sun beside you and welcome them in the name of the Lord. Amen. You are very welcome. Please let's put our hands together for the choir. You are very, very welcome. I love the days that we are living in. Do you know why? It's called the end time. The days that we are living in is called the end of time. End of age. Many people in the world don't understand this, but I think the United Nations have an understanding apart from the church of God on earth. So they have the all manners of initiatives that um, the United Nations have been coming up with. The nations of the earth have just finished their cup, whatever it's called, and they are all getting ready. We are hearing it on the television all the time that this world is coming to an ebb of end. And so they are thinking about global warming and all manners of initiatives are coming from every nation, meetings, conferences. Because there is something that is very, very imminent and that is that the world Appears to be coming to an end. And so, nations of the earth are thinking about what to do so that they can mitigate for this uncertainty or uncertain certainty. (laughs) Hallelujah. So we have changed what we call Sustainable Development Plan a few number of times. Hallelujah. The world decided that, well, let's have Sustainable Development Plan. And they soon recognized that what they term to be wicked problems in this, this season upon the earth. You know, have obstructed the projection of the United Nations. Concerning Sustainable Development Plan. And so we have to move it to 2030. Hallelujah. <laughs> but let me tell you something. By 2030, let me first say this. Today, this is, this is 2023. December, what is today? 17. December 17. The world will wake up in the new year to some strange occurrence that will take place on earth, that will create more problems for the globe, so that the 2030 Sustainable Development Plan of the UN will have to be revisited within 2024 and 2027. Write my words down. The occurrence that will shake the economy and the global understanding will really catalyze by two thousand and twenty five but it will begin from two thousand and twenty four but when we get to two thousand and twenty seven you and I God sustain our life to that time and beyond. you and I will remember i told you that they will soon find out that the, pro- the program for two thousand and thirty is not achievable, neither is the zero emission of two thousand and fifty be achievable, because I think there is coalition of nations now concerning these decisions for those of you who are inclined to that area. But what we catalyze next year that will become, you know, we begin next year. You see the catalyze manifest in 25 will break down our system. But you know something that my heart rejoices over? The Lord had promised us and told us from June, when he showed us the years to come, the move of God is coming because Jesus will pass through the art next year to visit his people. And that will mark a difference between those who truly serve Jesus Christ and those who do not know him. You know, the, this, the separation will begin in the church. There are people who go to church but they don't know Jesus. There are people who don't go to church at all and they they don't, they don't know Jesus. But there are people who don't go to church at all and they don't want to know about Jesus because they know about Jesus. But what would begin to take place from next year? God would draw a line on earth and in the church between those who truly serve Him and those who just follow them to church. But As we go into 2025, the occurrence that will happen will be so shaken that people will be so terrified. And they will begin to look for God, the true God. They will stagger to and fro on earth because they will have enough to bite from the devil. By 2027, many will begin to turn to Jesus in their numbers. And this is why the Lord has been teaching us, in preparing us for the storm that is to come. In Christ with Tabernacle, I said this now in the first service in New Cross. God has helped this church to equip us. The message you hear from the pulpit are practical messages that has equipped this church And brought us to the place of success. So we have our young ones growing, very successful. We have, you know, old men and women progressing, very successful. Our business people are doing exceedingly great. The Lord had equipped us with information and also prophetic direction. One of it is when the Lord told you, About the prime minister that will be removed within a short period. Installed next week and removed as soon as it's installed. When God told you about when interest rate will go up. The month, the year from 2019. And God told you. And God told you to fix your mortgages. Which every one of us who had did. And now we are not suffering From the increase of interest rates, our mortgages remain the same, which means we are making the money. But those who didn't know about this by prophetic did not have opportunity to fix their rates, and so they are paying out of their nose just within one year. But not so with us. God told us specific time, He told us the month, He told us the year, and He told us for two and a half years. Warning us every year, again and again. Now, let me say this. I'm saying that to help you to understand that God has helped Christ with Tabernacle. And you have been so much equipped that when you talk of success in this house, it is just a lifestyle. Our children have come out with distinctions. Students with first class, master's degrees with distinctions all over the place. And in this house, the moment you are out of university, you are in a gainful employment. Not just any employment, but something within your career line. Now, I'm saying this because I want to teach you something today. People who came to this church, who did not have confidence in themselves, the teachings of this pulpit had built confidence in you. It has looked into what God deposited in your life It has helped you to believe in yourself and concentrate on it and how to develop it to be successful in life. All that we have done over the years. And so we don't have anybody who is a failure here in this church. This pulpit has helped us to recognize what a church is, which is a place where Individuals who are family members of God dwell together. A place where everyone cares for everyone. And I almost said this to you that the success of this house is not complete until each one of you is successful. So, it's not a place where somebody, you know, is successful and he looks strange to others. No, we are all successful people. God had made us successful because of the teachings of the Word of God. It is not a place where you come and you are fearful. By the time you join this church, if you are a person, within a month or two, fear is no more in your diary because you have discovered more of yourself in Christ. It's a place where Jesus is exalted and put in his place. And Satan is not painted more than what he is. It's a place where God has given information that can give you success in everything on earth. But let me say this to you now. From this month, henceforth, to my death, what I will be concentrating on is putting all these things together to prepare you for your exit on earth. This year we all have come to recognition, full recognition, that the day of death is not measurable by age. In this year we have had a lot of people died than probably we ever had. I told them, and i tell you this, because you need to know, understand this before what I'm teaching you today, and then we'll launch out. God did not create a failure on earth. Jesus was born in the poorest tribe and the poorest family of the tribe. But Jesus was born to be a ruler, and he went from manger to glory. Where, of course, I'll talk about that on Christmas Day. Where Jesus became the greatest man who ever lived. So, our concentration now will be on preparing you for exit. Number one, Jesus, the trumpet can blast any time. And the dead in Christ will rise And those who are in Christ, who are alive, will disappear from this face of the earth. So their alien theory will sell after we are gone. And in this time as well, the heavenly bodies will be shaken, the global reliance will be broken, and more terrible time is ahead of the global operations. What you see now is a problem. But the world is heading for disaster, which is inevitable, okay? According to the facts of the scriptures, and of course, according to the understanding of intellectuals. So, I need to get you ready. If the trumpet will sound in 2024, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and those of us who are alive will translate it, it will be my greatest joy that everybody who listened to me on earth will meet together in paradise. I sent a video around to each one of you and I spoke about the video with intercessors. But we are still going to talk about it. But I want to say that if you did not receive the video, please put your name down at the reception and your telephone and I will send you the videos because that video is trustworthy It's of a minister of God who did fantastic work on earth the work he did i envied him he did real work you know but he died and when he appeared before God he was telling God about all what he did he offered it, he has the children he has helped the, you know uh, you know the, the fatherless and all stuff he had done he had pastor for 30 years he had taught so many people about Jesus. He goes out to the streets to preach with megaphone. He was a successful police officer. He was a senior police officer and transited into becoming a politician. And he was, he was having a cool time. He had enough money. He had position. He had influence. And he died. And I haven't told God all what he did. God told him that, "I know you now." And that gives me concern. Because what God told him is, it's all scripture. He said, you did all these things on earth, yes, but not for me. But Lord, I call you Lord, Lord, every day, every day I call you my Lord. And the Lord said, I'm not your Lord, because you did your will. All those things you did, you did it for yourself. And he said, he said your God is self. So he could not enter heaven. He was taken away, he came back where he had opportunity now to hear from the Lord a message to the church on earth. If you have not listened to that message, I beg you to do so. Alright, because the time we are living in, Satan is increasing in his arsenal to make sure people go to hell with him. Hell was not created for mankind, but the devil. And I say this you: I promise you, if there is any information you need to know that will take you to heaven, in this place, you will get it. Hallelujah. At least you can trust me now because information I gave you had made success cheap in this house. Not so. Uh Uh-huh. If anybody says I'm not successful, send him to CFT Church. It only take a month. He will be reoriented. You know, when I was looking at the signs of the end, I saw one thing when I began to look into strategic operations of Satan in the last days. While I was developing that and looking at facts and figures, I saw the traps of the devil. Snare that Satan said for human beings. I'm not treating that today. But then, maybe this could be a sub-topic under that. I want to talk about your greatest treasure. What's the the, the most thing Satan or devil will seek out of a man? Your greatest treasure. That's the topic. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Proverbs. Chapter 4. Verse 23 to 27. For short word I'm talking to you, I want to to just give you your full concentration. You know that the principles in the Bible that can give you success does not guarantee the maintenance of a high height, but godliness I then let me be more clear about this. All the principles we have taught you, which I'm so confident in. Really, I was with your brethren in Birmingham um, yesterday and before yesterday, yesterday. And I can tell you when the youth came in to do all what they did, and I began to interact with them, the success that God has given this base, the same thing he has done in Birmingham. All our youths are go-getters. I looked at the girls and I said I pray for them that God will not let a useless man open his dirty mouth to talk to them. God will bind their lips. If they want to talk, their lips will not open. Because those girls are treasures. And I pray for the young men that useless women who who counterfeit like angel of light will not reach their. They will not even see it I call it it, not her. Because the Bible says, they will and it shall flee. They are successful people. But you see, when you obey the rules of or in the scripture that make you a successful person, to retain that height is godliness. Because people can fall from heights, the structure can be ruffled, all manners of Global occurrences can shake your industry, and you can lose your job just like that. But it is those who do the will of God, that before they lose their job, some of you, God has revealed to you that you are losing that job, and God has revealed to you where to apply to, they apply their a better job. That is the difference between the godliness and life. I think before we look at this scripture, let's look at the book of Second Peter, and we're going to read it together. Chapter 1, verse 3. 2 Peter 1, 3. Shall we read this together, please? His divine power has given us everything. Yeah. Now, therefore, this scripture says, God's divine power has given us everything we need for life. So when anybody is created and sent to the earth, God had buried his destiny in his spirit. And God had given all abilities for that person to be successful. But those the agenda of God for mankind is in two. One is for the earthly realm, where in career you will be successful in your career. The other one is in godliness, which is your spiritual. And we must be successful in both. The rules are not very different from one another really interrelates so the rule that we are looking into now though is of godliness but it will sustain you in the height that God has established you or move you from that height to a higher height amen so the treasures the greatest treasure of a man that's your heart your heart. Let's go back to that proverb. The greatest treasure is your heart. It says, above all, all else, guard your heart, it is the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth, keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level path for your feet, And take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from you. Let's look up. Why would the Bible tell you to guard your heart? There are three entities that seek your heart. Doctors, I'm going to zero you today. And we will work together. You see, God does not need anything from you. But the heart he gave you. Alright? Your spirit does not need anything from you, but the heart, your heart. Okay? And Satan does not need anything from you, but your heart. Can I submit to you? What you are today is a result of your heart of yesterday. You'll be right me there. There are some youths when they are telling them to behave and to follow the path of academics and to, you know, study, maximize their time. Why some youths will do it, some youths will be saying that no, I, I have a long time to go. You know, I want to enjoy my life. And what you see is that everything their hearts programmed them to enjoy are things set up by Satan to destroy them. Am I talking to you? They will only need to grow up, and then the recompense of their disobedience will catch up on them. While those who have obeyed the voice of God have peace, and they're enjoying their life, they are now struggling in the same culture. But they will recognize at that time that they will suffer it alone. Am I talking to you? And this cuts across everything that you do. Your heart, your heart is the most precious thing that God has given you. You know, doctor, we'll come to you in a minute. That scripture tells you and I, you must what? Guard your heart. Be careful who is your informer. Be careful who are your friends. Be careful what information you allow to sink into your heart. Because let me say this to you. People don't go to heaven. People don't go to hell. You go alone to either. I cannot say my wife and I, we are going to heaven. No. I cannot say myself and my children are going to heaven. No, it's not a place we go. It's a place you have to decide whether you will go Or you will not. I I cannot say that we are going to be successful. No. We all have the same information. What you do with your information determines what will be of you. We can punch you with a lot of information. record you in your thinking faculty. But we cannot go after here to your home and follow you to make you use them. Lecturers are not guilty of marking any student zero percent. Neither are they guilty or uh, 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 should they be credited for giving somebody distinction. Because lecturer's job is to inform. What you do with the information is your own business. But whatever you do with information determines how far you can go. No wonder. The Bible says, guard your heart. It is the wellspring of life. I want to say this to you there. I think the heart matters a lot in human organs. Doctor, I'm talking to all of you doctors. Any one of you will answer me now. If the heart of a man is sick, according to medical science... Can it bring infirmity to the whole body? Yes? Yes. Doc, yes? Yes. If your heart stops pumping blood, what happens to your body? It dies. It dies. So if somebody, if the valve of your heart is weak, or your arteries suffer some corruption or affliction, Doc, can that not... Disorganize your kidney, your lungs, your spleen, the joints of your body, the neurons of your body, the cells that pass through the whole body. Is there any cell that will claim good health when the heart is terrible? Come on, doc. None. So, therefore, if you remove your kidney, okay, they say you have two kidneys, isn't it? So they remove one, the other one is functioning. Even I heard that Ian Musk is, is designing a chip that they put in the, uh, in the brain and blind eyes will see. And the blind will see. And they put the chip in the brain and the paralyzed will begin to work. But I'm looking for the time he will put, remove the heart and put a chip to function as heart. It will never happen. It will never happen. Anything that can get your heart... Can get your life. Am I talking? Anything that drives your heart determines your direction and your destination. Oh, when you are given information about guarding your heart, say no, 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 you are too forceful. Oh, no problem. No problem. It is like if doctor is advising some somebody, somebody went to doctor, they checked him, and doctor said that ah, oh, this there are some food you have been eating is causing some some plaques in your hair, in your heart or you know is damaging your, your, your cells and you say doc excuse me every food God created is for eating you know what happened to you doctor will remain where he is when they will bring you back am I talking to you yes, sir. and at that time doctor may not be able to do any more thing because by your disobedience you have destroyed your heart Similarly, the heart of your spirit. Let me say something to you. Let me open more on your heart of your spirit. That scripture says, it is your duty, an imposed duty by God to man, to God is that. So you cannot say that, I I, I didn't want to do, do that stuff, but you know. Something made me do it. Not something made you do it. It is because you did not guard your heart. You didn't guard your heart. That's the reason why, if somebody commits suicide, immediately they wake up, it's hell. I'm so sorry. You know, Apostle, I don't measure my words. Somebody who commits suicide, oh, he was a good man. No, he was good. That's your business. The Bible says, Thou shalt not kill. So a person who committed suicide, what has he done? Killed. In this case, himself. So whatever your intellectual argument lean on, don't worry. When you die, you know the truth. Am I talking to you? To kill yourself, you are guilty of killing somebody else. I don't think, if law, will have to look at the debate on one killing himself. I don't think law will be able to come up with a, 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 a more leniency on somebody who killed himself than somebody who killed somebody else. Both of you have killed. Your heart. So he it says is the wellspring of life. In other words, for you to live, it must be the living of your heart. It must be the li- you cannot live more life than your heart is living. You cannot. You cannot have a better functioning than your heart is functioning. You can't have a better health in your body than your heart is. It's so straightforward. But let's see further. This is strange. How can he now talk about keep corrupt talks from your lips? It means that that tells you and I that your lips is connected to your heart. Yes? Come on now. Think about it. Guard your heart. Then the next thing is keep corrupt talks from your lips. Which means that what you say has to do with the health or wellness of your heart. Someone wake up in the morning and say that I'm a madman. The next day say I'm a madman. No matter how intellectual you are, every day you can go and say I'm a madman. One day you wake up mad because your lips have said it. Excuse me. So, what comes out of your mouth has its origin from your heart. The same thing if somebody is confessing that I'm a a successful man, I'm an intelligent man and all positive confession to your life. We understand by intellectual research that that's what you'll become. The whole of your being will will succumb to it. You see, Satan is quite very easy to capture. Because he will give you everything contrary to what the Bible says. He wants you to look at your demise and continue to confess that demise so that he can continue to gangrene. But the Bible says, let the weak say what? I am sick. So what did the Bible say, let the weak say I'm strong? You are not denying the truth. You are really speaking the truth. Because the condition of your body is not your real condition. It is the condition of your spirit that really matters. to so your body and if you can confess that which your spirit says, you can get out of your body ailments. This is the scriptures. Corrupt talk out of your lips. Why should the Bible say that? Wait a minute. The next verse says, let your eyes look straight. So, your eyes is connected to your heart. Hello. You know, your lips are connected to your mind, isn't it? A thought will come to you before you can speak it. Nobody just speaks, except you are speaking in tongues. <laughs> Even speaking in tongues also work through the mind of Christ, to your own lips. So, your mind is connected, and that's your heart determines your speech. I will talk about the function of the mind to end this meeting. Look your... Let your eyes look straight watch this there are some people they will do computer science today and when they do it to two years instead of graduating they had that um, history is what is selling they just shift straight away to history they will start again following history by the time they get to the final year oh they said carpentry is what. Is, <clears throat> they go to carpentry How many years will they spend before they graduate? What is wrong with them? They cannot fix their eyes. Okay? This scripture says let your eyes look what? You know what causes adultery? What causes loss? You are not looking straight. Look at that girl. Look at that girl and then if you are looking you take your head away another girl walking your front and you say it's not my fault it's not my fault i've been looking straight but see if what you do you're not supposed to look come to your front. what do you do you change your direction the bible <laughs> am i it, what i'm saying is so simple but that's what wreck kings. That's what wreck destiny. Inability to look straight. Fix your gaze, direct before you. Look at it. All these are functions of your heart. Interesting. Then what did he say in verse twenty-four? Verse, verse uh, yeah, twenty-five. Look, let your eyes look ahead, fix your gaze. and 26 says, make level path for your feet. Use the mammon of this world to get habitation. I'll teach you about that before we end this year. Make level path for your feet and take only ways that have. Are you writing down? You know, last week I was not with you. And the pastor who spoke told you all what I taught you from January and ended up with what mommy taught you in October. I said that's the right message for the time. If you don't write down the things I say, you will not be able to implement it. It's not how many more times I say, but it's where I stop. Let me go through it again. Above all, guard your heart. Right there, guard your heart. Lesson number one. With everything you have, protect your... If you have no insurance, if you can protect your heart, I'm sure that it covers all insurance. All right why because that is where your life emanates It's a well that springs forth life number two put away perversity from your mouth let me how many of you really understand the word perversity? I'm sure that general consensus will say that perversity is something that is perverse. Come on now, look up to me. I think we have to talk about perversity. All of you who are lawyers, I'm going to ruffle your feathers now. Now, what is perversity? Anything that is what? Perverse. Amen. I think that's what lawyers will tell me, so that I will keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Isn't it? Oh, yes, it's anything that is perverse, but I was checking the dictionary about this, and it says, A deliberate desire to behave in an unreasonable and unacceptable way. Look at this deliberate desire all right to behave in an unreasonable and unacceptable way and it didn't stop there it says contrariness or quality of being contrary to acceptable standard of practice That is perverse. Now, if the dictionary tells us perverse is a deliberate attempt, which comes from a man, by a man. Who is guilty of perversion? It's you who is perverse. What is responsible for your perverse? Or your being perverse? Your faculty. Your mind. Who you sold your mind to believe? What's the consequence of in a pervert? Your character, your behavior. Now, the question that Satan gives to many young ones in this age is that what is the standard of reasonability? And I'm sure CFT you know that a reasonable man in what? Clapham omnibus. We agree. That is as at the time it was defined. Because in Clapham omnibus of today, unreasonability has become the standard of reasonability. Am I talking to you? Who is going to... Where do we draw the line? Oh, it's where you draw the line. If you have the fear of God, you know where the line is drawn. Appearance that is controversial. Where do you get it from? The devil. A man putting on earrings, plaiting of hair came from the devil, it came from Shango. Bam. Piercing your nose and all stuff. I showed it to you very shortly. The idol that controls all that. And will will a person do that and expect God's blessing? You're joking. You're joking. I, I cannot go to witchcraft meeting now to go and ask them for blessing of Satan. They will cast me out from there. Similarly, A man cannot feel like looking like a woman, walking like a woman, talking like a woman, and even going so stupidly far to the place of changing his sex and changing his voice, mutilating. That person is listening to a spirit of hell that is instructing you to defile your body. Come on, go ahead and do it. Come on, go ahead and do it. Do it more. So that he can laugh at you in some years ahead and see yourself. God created you a man, you want to be like a woman. It's the same spirit that deceives you, that will accuse you. So, perverse talks, therefore, has its origin from the devil. And we understand from the word perverse, that it is the functionary of your mindset. So, we understand the fact that perversion is where Satan speaks to the human mind. So that you will behave in an unreasonable, unacceptable way—a behavior that society will look at you, and many will question you. There is no, there is no benefit in looking, you know, uh, strange. And some people say it's African culture. Lie! I'm African, real African custodian of African culture. And I say, even to the BBC, look at me. Anybody different to where I look, it's not African culture. It's not African culture. But there's a spirit, the Bible called the prince of the air, who sends vibes into the atmosphere to attack the mind of human being. So that human being will derogate from a standard practice of life. And begin to do things that are controversial. Thinking you will draw attention. But you draw hatred to yourself. And the same spirit will hinder your life. From reaching where God will have placed you. That's why the Bible says that if you are a Christian. Get ye out from among them. Touch not unclean clean things. Look as natural as possible. Don't look the same like a prostitute will look his powers. Don't look like the same way a madman will look. You said his tongues Don't look like a way that a reasonable. I mean, we are English guys. Reasonable man is clap up clap up anybody. man, a, a a reasonable definition of a gentle person. Don't look like the gangs in the prison. Don't look, don't have any symbol that has to do with radicalism. It comes from the pitch of hell. It limits your life. Employ, I'm an employer and I studied about it too. Employers do not want to, to 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 employ people who look like that. They just say you're useless. When you go for an interview, if you if you apply for an interview, let me tell you one of the things employers do now. You know? They will search you. We will search you on LinkedIn. We search you on various, uh, uh, you know, engines, and we will look at the way you dress, the company you keep, and all stuff before you come for interview. We send all that. There's a young man who lost a job recently, and it's a very top job, and one of the members is part of the people involved in the committee, and they said, "You see, that guy is just too good for it." He is just the best for it. But he went there with the air plaited. And he said, but we cannot trust this one. And that's how he lost the job. He said, we cannot trust him the way he looked. Anything perverse cannot help you. It can only destroy you. And it cannot come from God. It can only come from Satan. Listen to me. I'm talking about your heart. Therefore, it also went for that to talk about perverse talk. Your mouth speaking perverse. I warned you before, don't interpret omen, says the word. Some people will look at others and say that, I think this is what he's thinking. Who are you? to? If you can know what people are thinking, you should have been so educated. PhDs all over the whole place. Because you can know the mind of the lecturer and just... Garbage it to him and you'll be getting decisions. You you should use it for that. Now to be permutating what people are thinking. You are not God. Your mouth. And he says, Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Keep corrupt talks from your lips. Then it says, be focused. Look. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Come on, ask yourself a question. We are going to 2024. What's your plan for the next three years? Where are you this year? What do you expect? Where do you expect to be in 2027? If the the global world, you know, is planning about 2030, what's your plan for 2030? What will you be in 2030? What have you got now? Now, where is your career swinging to? Towards? What is the obstructive or dis- no, disruptive technology they call this? Something that challenges your current trend in your career. Which you know, as it develops within the next three years, your position in your career may be tending towards being obsolete. Unless you have and acquire that knowledge. Think about it. You know you don't prayer answers when somebody works. Tell a cripple rise up. If he did not get up, though he had been healed, he would remain cripple. Remember in the book of Acts chapter 3, when Peter said to the man of Save of good, have I not what I have? Now you take it." It says in the name of Jesus, rise up. The man was sitting there, he pulled him up. Because prayer will work with your action. So, instead uh, instead of you getting yourself engaged today, in all this that does not help you, we detract your ability to look straight, corrupt talks, perverse behavior. The Bible says, get rid of it. Fix your gaze and make level path for yourself. Consider the way you take. Blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, nor stand in the ways of sinners. But his delight is in the law of God. In the law of God, he meditates day and night. That's Psalm 1, the fourth Psalm. And the Bible says, He shall be like a tree planted by the river. It will grow his fruit in his season, and he says in all he does he prospers all he does because his mouth does not speak powers his mind does not think powers his action is not powers so he can fix his gaze and achieve what he wants he does the will of god not did the will of god He does the will of God, and the will of God is not defined by his own, his own small brain. It's as it's written. Whatever he does, he prospers. Some people are complaining; they have problem in having success. If you are in England, you are born to be successful, because in England, I'm I'm in England. I'm not in other countries. I'm talking about England here. Let me say this to you: there is. Success all over in England, especially those of you who are black, and especially if you're a black female, they are looking for you in high places. They are begging for us that they're looking for you. Am I talking to you? Am I talking to you? But if you're somebody who did not fix your gaze, and you're looking at the world, looking all over the whole place, time is running out for you. You soon grow aged. You don't find gray hairs one day. One, two, three, four. And then someday, you wake up, you have been invaded by them. And at that time you say, oh my God, my God, how old am I? How old I am? You will know you are you are Fifty, you you say, what will I do? And, you know, in England, they have made it even more complicated. They call you geriatrics. (laughs) I'm not part of you. (laughs) I don't enjoy nothing. My name is Alfred. It's not Jerry. (laughs) Excuse me, somebody. <laughs> Amen. And at that time, you see, if you have been listening to your flesh, which is controlled by Satan, you will always be saying to yourself, I can't do anything more. Whereas some people at your age just went to school. Some people at your age just decided a business to do. Because you didn't get your heart. Question yourself every day. Who is the controller of my heart? Whoever you listen to determines who controls your life. Let me move away from this. The end of it in verse 27 says, Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Don't compromise with the world. And I just told every new cross, you know something. You, my young man, if you want to marry a woman, it's better to go to see her without any cosmetic. So you see the true person. If you see love her without cosmetic, then if you put cosmetic on, no problem. Am I talking to you? If you marry a woman all cosmetics, all the time you see her, the day you marry and she gets home, she remove her wig and you discover that there is nothing on the head. I am telling you, you are locked in forever. <laughs> You are be completely locked in. Because the moment you come before us and say and we say, say after me, for better for worse, you say for better for worse, for richer for poorer, in sickness and health, you know that's what we cover. And because that's what the Bible says. And they say you will love her, I will. Okay. And he said, Do you want to make this person your husband, your wife? Yes, I will. And you get home anything you see at home. (laughs) (laughs) You have already said you gave an undertaking and it became an oath on the day you solemnized. And so no coming back. You can't come to the pastor or the bishop and come and say that uh, I thought that man was um, Apostle. I was deceived into this marriage. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can't say that. I I was deceived to this marriage. I said, then you also accept deception, isn't it? So you are a deceiver. If they deceive you, you are deceived because you are also a deceiver. The person who deceives you shows you deception. You deceive yourself. Am I talking to you? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> you need to recognize what the scripture is saying. Your heart is the most important. Do not swear from your, to your right or to your left. Keep your foot from evil. Now, I'll give you two more and i stop. Write this down. Your enemy is the devil. Your enemy is the devil. And he seeks to control your heart. 1 Peter 5.8 Be self-controlled and what? A lot. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You need to look at the word devour. To devour is to obliterate completely. Wipe off completely. Destroy angrily. Satan hates mankind with bitter hatred. But you know, two things that the Bible says about you and I, similar to what you just said in that Proverbs chapter 4, 23. To guard your heart, you must be self-controlled my body wants me to do this I will not yes how many of you recognize this I'm sure that all of you will because you will have been a victim of this some time ago you wanted to read and you are feeling sleepy did it happen to you before it was some of us who wanted to drive your eyes were clear the moment you start <laughs> driving, after some time you discover that oh there is traffic. Okay, yeah. Now, who among you will dare sleep while you are on expressway, on top speed, 70 miles per hour, and you make a decision that it is time to sleep? Are share it. You can't do that to yourself. Do you know why? Because you control yourself. So it means you can control yourself and keep away from sin. There's no such a thing that I can't do it. I want, I can't do it. No, you can do it. You can do it. No matter how influential and rich you are, when you are driving on the motorway, especially, you know, there's a traffic light at um, Bexley Heath, where you are coming from A2, it has caught many people. You are, you are going 70 miles per hour. You know why that, that, that thing caught many people? There is no warning for you to be slowing down. The moment you get to just a short distance to that traffic light, you just see 50 miles per hour. So if you have been reckless, and if, of course a number have been They are caught. By the time you slam your brake, and that light is—it's like if you go 51, it goes (laughs) (laughs) You know, it catches people who have not plowed that way before very well, but sometimes some of us too who ply it every time. Especially when you get engaged in another thought and you are driving. (laughs) You just discover that power behind you. Oh, My Lord. (laughs) Let me say something. You know, so if it catches you one time, what happens? A mile before the place, you are driving 50 miles per hour. Isn't it? Everybody's law abiding citizen, isn't it? Uh huh. It means you can't control yourself. I won't tell you something that happened to me. (laughs) I won't tell you, but I was was sent to go and do um, uh, this uh, um, uh, lecture on speed awareness. Am I talking to you? When I got to that speed, I I said I was not learned at all. All my highway knowledge just came to my face. Oh my. Boy, you are supposed to know. But I tell you, the light that caught me is behind a tree. (laughs) Along with And so when you are coming, you won't see it. The tree is just standing between you and the light. You never knew there was light. And it's just from 30 miles per hour, from 40 miles per hour, 30 miles per hour straight away. And that light, the, the, when, when the police, they are very happy that I catch people. And the people decided to go and cut the tree. <laughs> they had to go and trim that tree off. Because it caught so many, many neighbors. When, when they discuss about it, you need to know. Now, the consciousness of us, that we don't want to break lights, is self-control. So we and you, yourself and myself, can decide to live a life that pleases God by being self control. Who rules your mind determines who controls your life. I told you I want to stop in one because I expect to be early today. And being alert is to be watchful. I've just explained to you about Satan is seeking your heart. Your enemy, the devil, looking for someone to devour.
3: The
4: way you and I can put the devil to shame that he does not celebrate us every time is by being alert and being self-controlled. But I think everybody who is successful in academics, you know that that's just what you need. Isn't it? That's what you need. An alert mind will be an articulate mind that can retain information and apply knowledge. To really be able to plan your time and stick to it, that is self-control. Same thing if if you're a business person to succeed, you've got to do this. And this is just what God needs from us. He's not asking us something beyond us. And I think we agree that we will give it to him. I can hear you. Yes, sir. Say, as for me and my house, the Lord, the Lord shall we serve. The last thing I will talk to you, which will be about five minutes, is this. I've told you there are three entities that seek your soul, your heart. One, God. Two, your human spirit. And three, Satan. Now, let me talk about God briefly. Look at the book of Deuteronomy 6, 5. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 and this is going to be a measuring rod for every one of us as we enter the new year it says love the Lord your God with all, no let's read together I've been reading, I've been talking since let's talk together now, shall we read together please, love the Lord your God what are the three main words that resonate with you in these v- scriptures. Heart. Soul. Some of us serve the Lord. With our mind. Rather than our heart. A person who serves God with his mind. This is how you know it. Your soul will be absent. And your strength is not committed. We are having workers dinner after. after. You know I dressed like Tom and Jerry today. I didn't wear my collar. The way I am, that's the way they dress me. I have my dresser. You know, you need to know that mommy got me and said, Your hair is too bushy. Who I am to say no. He took the creeper and scraped my head. I can't complain. Even if I want to complain. I have self-control. <laughs> I have to control myself. Okay? And he said, what are you wearing tomorrow? I don't know. Where are you wearing tomorrow? I don't know. The moment I woke up in the morning, he said, bring, bring out what you are wearing. Yes, ma'am. Put them there. He said, wear this, wear this, wear that. Finish? Okay. I walk. Why should I obey her? Who should I obey? <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> All the children are gone. Me and her, who started the journey together. If they don't go, we'll be fasting and praying. <laughs> I mean? So, if I. If I say, I want to eat this food, you say, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. this is the food you eat. Yes, ma'am. Excuse me. Who can know me better than her? I met her 50 years ago. Is that not enough? Huh? Is it now that I will run away? <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. I'm so sorry for you. The school that you went and you never graduated till death is marriage. You never graduate, too. No, you never graduate. So I look as she me to look. That's why I look like this, because we are going for dinner after this um, meeting. All the workers, you know, we are having dinner together and Christmas together. If a worker and the workers will give award to the best worker in the year. Hmm? And when we do that, I think some of you will say that I'm the best worker until we get there. So what I'm saying to you is this. You know, with God, He seeks your heart. Where your heart is, is where your soul will be. And the evidence that you are serving with your heart is your strength will be exerted. If you can't, if, you know, I've been talking to you. Some people choose and pick which service to come. Some people like to come at a particular time, maybe when they are preaching, and then you run away. It's because it is your mind that you have given to God, not your heart. Am I talking to you? Am I clear? Yes,
5: sir.
4: Hmm. You know, some people make excuses about their work. Don't you understand that, you know, in university, they mark you when you go for the lecture? Yes? And when they give you assignment to submit... If you don't submit, they mark you for not submitting it. I just went through a a, a curriculum of of one of the law schools uh, last week. And what they were saying these days is that even if you have distinction in all your lectures and you don't meet up with your deadlines, they said we will write that to your employer. Am I talking to you? Uh So it's not a place, professionalism is not something that, okay, let me just go and, uh, you know, I cram, I garbage out. No, you have to conform with the discipline that goes with the career is part of what will qualify you. So is God. Now, those whose heart are in their career comply with discipline and put their whole strength in it because their soul is there. Those who come to church at the time they like and some other time they stay at home because they are not really true God-worshippers. You have Pitman, Okay? Pastor Pittman. If you exempt yourself from the gathering of the saints, you are not true God-worshipper. Your heart is not with God. It is your mind. that. You don't make a mistake. You may have gifts of the Spirit and miss heaven. That's what Pitman lesson teaches us. God can use you in healing, miracles, tongues and all stuff. And Jesus said it some will come to me on the last day I will say, I know you know you men of evil work. It is because you did the way you worship God on earth was your comfort, you see. If it's comfortable for me, you know, I go. And some of that time, you know, I can't discomfort myself because I'm tired now. Whereas if they gave you an extra job that will pay you one and a half, one on one one is it one and a half percent they pay them, or two hundred percent they pay. You will go. You will go from one work to another work to another work to another until you drop. But when it comes to God, <laughs> I think I'm tired today. Oh our time of prayer, I will pray on my bed, is because your heart has not been given to the Lord. What you give your heart to is what your soul will submit to. And that is what draws your strength. Can I say something to you? God wants you and I to give his, our hearts to Him. Just this new year you are going into, make up your mind. I will not give God a, a worship that does not befit Him. If God is so committed to my life and everything God is doing for me, even things you don't ask God do it for you. Some of you just met yourself where you are today, not because you really consciously program your life. You are just a victim of, you know what the Bible calls chance. But the chance is God who created it. But it's better for you now. How can not you give your heart to the Lord? You know the way you think about church meeting is this: if I'm not in that prayer meeting. And others are not there who will God speak to do you get me now so when we call prayer meeting if your heart serves God you'll be there first second third victory night you'll be there you can't wait to be there you don't serve God because you want to get miracles no this church is not based on miracles no it's based on Christ those who seek miracles get nothing but those who seek Christ have encounters encounters of the Lord encounters of heaven And of course, miracles happen. Am I talking to you? Miracles all the time. But your heart first. You know, if you give your heart to God, you don't care what happens to your body. He takes care of everything. But how to test yourself that you have given your heart is how much of your strength you commit to serving God. Don't let your business hinder you from God. When we die, we will not have opportunity to come back and serve God. I showed you in the scriptures, during the prayer in the midweek, they attended the temple daily, Acts chapter, chapter 2, 42 and 44. They devoted themselves to the apostle's station, to breaking of bread and to prayer, and it says they attended the temple daily. Now, if now we are online praying every day, and you claim to be a member of CFT, and you are not online, Can you imagine? You're not in that prayer. Somebody had an encounter with God. He'll come and share with you when we have a combined service. Who has your heart? You need to ask yourself that question. Really. Whoever has your heart is the one that controls your soul. And your heart is yours. And it's you who can give it. And God says... You will worship the Lord your God with all your heart or love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your strength. And Jeremiah 29:12, then you will call upon the, upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. And it said in verse 13, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. You see why many Christians don't find God? Because the condition, President, is that your heart must seek Him and He will answer you. You may fast and your heart is not seeking God. You fast for yourself, just like Pittman. God told Pittman, You may sing, but you sing for yourself. So whether we sing, we worship, we pray, Our hearts must be sold out to God. It's somebody who already loves God with all his heart that God can listen to as a lover. Not somebody who just comes to church anytime that you feel comfortable. Church is not a club. It's a gathering of the family of God. And the call to gathering is the call from God the Father for his saints to gather. Come on. I'm going to stop here tonight, but we are going to Jesus' seminar. And I have opportunity next week to break down all this. I think next week I'm going to allow questions. Where is it next week? This coming Wednesday. Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday. We'll be here. If you have any question about Christian life, about the teachings I've been giving you, or about Jesus, you will have the opportunity to ask me on Sunday. Those of you who are listening to us on, online, on air, live now, you can come to the cathedral Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and you can ask questions from me concerning these things I find life very easy and yet many complicate their life and it's a pity when God has not assigned problems to you but pleasure and success I think it's a kind thing for us to respond towards God just to give him a heart, and next year Come on, let me say to you. Greater things are online for you. But the Lord demands our hearts. Shall we just stand up together and pray? Sovereign Lord, we thank you so much. We give you the praise and honor and glory. We cannot explore the whole of your word. As I was speaking, Holy Spirit, I know. You are speaking to different people in different ways. But Lord... One, help us to guard our hearts. So that the devil will never be able to extinguish our life. Help us, O God, to be watchful. So that evil company will not corrupt our manners. And bring corruption into our body. Help us, O Lord, to be alert that the devil will never be able to waste our time and waste our life so that we will do things that are right at the right time so that our lives can advance as you have ordained for us. Help us, Jesus, to give our hearts to you and our soul to you and never take it back from you. Help us to serve you with all the strength you have given us on this earthly region. Father, Deliver us from all evil. Amen. May your grace and mercy rest upon mankind. Amen. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for peace and cessation of war in the whole of Israel. We pray, Lord, for a solution that comes from you, not from all these people. A solution that will fulfill the destiny of all who live in Israel. We pray, Lord, that you would destroy every evil agenda of the devil to continue to cause bloodshed and destabilization of that nation. Father, we pray for Ukraine. Some people are not able to live under their own shelter because some powers that are mightier on earth than them have decided to, to, to limit or define their liberty, rob them of their land, Lord, I pray for them, that you will intervene in Ukrainian war. You will stretch your hand of mercy upon that region of Ukraine. And you will bring an end to this battle. Father, there is no justification for assassination or killing of mankind. Let there be peace in Nigeria. Father, Lord, that nation has become a nation where citizens of that nation are not able to go. They are afraid to go because of kidnappers, they said now. Lord, the reign of Boko Haram was threatened at the time. It came to an end. And then, kidnappers. Fulani has men, they said, it came to an end. Then kidnappers. Lord, as this year ends, both the existence of Boko Haram, Fulani has men, trouble, and kidnappers, let them be shut down in Nigeria. Let that nation receive your mercy. Sierra Leone just went through the storm. Stretch your hands of mercy over that nation. Destroy the devil that afflict the nation of Sierra Leone. Break the seal of the devil over that nation. We pray for Zaire. We pray, oh God, for Burkina Faso. Lord, we pray for Niger. And we pray for all these African countries. Mali, where there is so much killing and maiming and destabilization. We pray for Sudan. Oh Lord, all these people are human beings that you love them. For God so loved his world, he gave his only begotten son. There is no justification for the killing of innocent souls. Lord, destroy the influence of the devil in those nations. For your people who are here, may the Lord bless you. As you go into the new year, every resources you need to fulfill your budget in the new year, to so fulfill your destiny and your plans in the new year i pray that heaven will bestow upon you your new year will be better than your last year and greater years shall be ahead of you when the lord jesus will visit the earth in 2024 and he will pass through his church empowering his saints may you not be far wanting may you receive a visitation of god may you receive a visitation of god thank you lord because it's done May the devil never be able to stain your righteous garments. Every trick of Satan by which he enshrapes human beings, may they fail over you. May you ever experience the mercy and favor of God all the days of your life. Father, we bless your name. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Somebody say, Amen. Somebody say, say amen. Amen. Come on now put your hands together Generation Every meeting will come, we will spend good time praising and worshiping God. Amen and amen. The hand of God is upon you. Do not give the devil a foothold. It's my special kind of advice. And the Lord will strengthen us. Please, let's be seated. If you are coming to this church for the first time, I would like to welcome you myself. Anyone coming in for the first time, this is your first time in this cathedral? We have a special gift for you, anybody. Please, could you stand up please? You're very welcome. Welcome to Christ Faith Tabernacle. Uh, this is the general headquarters of Christ Faith Tabernacle. Some people are looking at me like this. It's the financial headquarters, pardon me, where you are very welcome. This is God's family. Anytime, any other time you come among us, you are please feel very, very at home and you are very welcome. There's a form in the park you are given. We will be obliged that you fill the form and drop that with us so that we can serve you better thank you so much for for coming can i just reiterate myself before i call pastor ben to come and take our offering this week wednesday thursday friday jesus seminar let's gather together it's the last jesus seminar this year it's full of all manners of things that jesus did in the bible You will see them practically manifest in those meetings. And I've been preparing for this for a while. And so please, we come together. Invite your friends and families. If you have people who are sick and all stuff, bring them together. And we will see the hand of God. Release the sick and heal the sick. Deliver those who are oppressed. And salvation will be given. Also on Friday is our um, Christmas carol. You see, they are having a committee meeting behind me when I was talking. (laughs) So, it's a Christmas carol. Everybody should come and sing Christmas carol. Even, you know, uh, invite friends who are non-Christians when it comes to Christmas carol. Everybody in this country loves it. You know? So, we tell them and let them come. But I'm sure if you invite friends who are not Christians, just believe God for them, for their salvation. Every song... Every scripture, every word, every play, every poem, will minister salvation to them. And then, we are getting ready for the last week of the month, isn't it? I would personally want to encourage all of us. Every meeting that will be announced to the end of the month, this month, don't miss it. It's our last month for the last year. And you know that how prophetic move among us, you never knew when the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal things. And this time, I expect you also to come under the unction of the Holy Spirit when the power of God begins to move. I want to hear from people what God is saying to us as a church. And the Lord will not spare us, you know, speaking to us. Expect divine touch from heaven this very week to the end of next week. The Lord bless you. Let's welcome Pastor Ben, please.
0: hallelujah i want a resounding amen hallelujah (laughs) i'm sure you have been blessed this morning Uh, the word of god has come so expressively daddy thank you it's so refreshing to sit under his feet now quickly um i'm here to take the offering as daddy announced but i want you to look at what God spoke to us he says he seeks our heart I want you to turn with me as we prepare to bring our offerings tithes some of us have made vows as the year draws to an end you want to redeem your tithe bring your vow before him but I want you to look at scripture in 2nd Corinthians 9 verse number 7. As daddy was speaking, it came so strong on my heart. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. What caught hold of me is the last phrase. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. He says, the greatest gift God seeks from us is our heart. He doesn't need our money, our gold, but the heart. Because he loves the heart that gives to him. Amen. And so as we are getting ready to give, I want you to bow down your heart, your eyes, and talk to God. I don't know which, in which area. You want to give your heart first. Ask him. That you are giving out of a heart that reverence Him as Lord over your life, then your gold and substance. You are here to bring your tithe, you are here to redeem a pledge or a vow. you are here to give your offering, thanksgiving, whatever He says. For God loves a cheerful giver. And he explains, a heart that gives to God. Make a prayer. If you need an envelope indicate by your hand The ashes will give you one Just talk to him in a minute Mm. Sweet Holy Spirit of God He has spoken so clear to us So the other day When Nebuchadnezzar said When my sanity Was restored to me And I was given the opportunity to sit back on my throne. I gave honor and glory to the Almighty who lives forever. And he said, I acknowledge that he rules in all things and he does what he pleases. You have chosen us as your own to serve you. And part of the things you expect from us is to love and honor and to worship you. This morning we have come here as part of our worship to bring this substance to express our love, our appreciation of your goodness towards us. We ask that, O God, may it be accepted before your eyes. May you cause your fire to rest upon us. And just as your word has said, You are able to make all things abound unto us in every good way. Your word will be honored as we have obeyed your voice. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll be upstanding, please. Thank you for this opportunity and privilege. For bringing this awesome present before you, we ask that you consume this holy sacrifice with your holy fire. Let it be acceptable in your presence and let your name be honored through our lives. This is the holy offering brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come from above. And consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Shall we please take our seats? Let's receive us a time.
5: Thank you, sir.
6: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, Apostle has made my job very, very easy this afternoon. Yes, it's past noon. So if you're just checking your wristwatches, that's the reason why. Well, so we have welcome visitors. Just want to remind us that tonight, workers' dinner. Yes, workers' Christmas dinner and awards night. um, And it's taking place at the Hilton. The reason that's important, by the way, is tonight's prayers will be transmitted live at the appropriate time whilst we are at the dinner. So the prayer session for tonight will link up if you are it will be on youtube if you're not subscribed to the youtube channel of christ the tabernacle please do because that way you would always get the alerts whenever we go on live so subscribe and that would ensure that you don't miss out any any time we are on live so tonight whilst we are at the awards dinner we'll have prayer session and an appropriate time please stay tuned And I'd like to remind all workers who have booked a place on the coach, please remember that the departure time from cathedral is 2.45 p.m. Prompt. Can I repeat that? 2.45 p.m. Prompt. If you arrive at 2.46, you might just see the coach leaving. Um, and you will need to make your way to um, the venue, which is Hilton, Wembley. Please bring along your invites. Um, it might be electronic. It might be whatever format. I'm not asking you to print. We don't want you to chop down more trees. We'll just bring down the invite in whatever way you've received it. And departure time from the hotel is 10.30 p.m. Apostle has reminded us of the activities for the week. Please know that JTA will be here on Tuesday, as well at 7 30 p.m. finally we've got a, a thank-you card um, to Apostle Momioma and all members of Christ's faith tabernacle can't thank you enough for what you have done for I'll read that again can't thank you enough for what you have done um, in preparation for my father's funerals funeral ceremonies thank you for prayers Financial support and words of encouragement. May God bless you all abundantly in Jesus' name from Sister Chimene and family. So, thank you very much, church, for being supportive to the family of Sister Chin- Chineme as she went back to, uh, I believe it was Ivy Coast or something, to celebrate the Chimene. Chimene. Well, I'm just. Okay. It sounded like Chimene. I, I'm so it is shimen shimen okay i stand to be corrected is that okay so sister shimen yes and family okay but it's spelling it's chimene (laughs) praise the lord so you learn new things every day yes i should have asked for pronunciation uh, we, we we went we went up for my um, for my son's graduation and they needed to pronounce and someone said do you have four names but it was just because they had to pronounce it in syllables praise the Lord well let's welcome apostles <laughs> we thank God for Doctor
4: for his exegesis I think uh, it's high time we understood that Britain is a multinational multifaceted uh, nation which we celebrate and so in a short time you see how Nigerian British because that pronunciation is from United States of Nigeria Amen. Well, I want to thank you also. I have a brief thanks to personally say to all of you for your commitment to this house. I want to thank you for your relentless commitment to God and pray for you that the Lord will continue to bless you. Every minute you spend with God has a high reward and impact in your life. May he who started the good work in us bring it to completion in his days. We thank God for the life of Deacon Dr. Maduka, who passed on to the glory um, recently. And today, having done the burial in Nigeria, today is Thanksgiving service for him. And so we are so glad to see the children and also Deaconess Beatrice and the family members who have come to celebrate with them. I read from the book of 2 Thessalonians 4 verse 13. He says, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who are falling asleep in Him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who are falling asleep. For the Lord And so, we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with those words. We thank God for the life of Dr. Maduka. And I will call the family forward. We are going to sing. We are going to praise God and thank God for his life. And they will come forward to the altar for their thanksgiving with the the friends and families. Choir sing for me.
5: Unquestionable, you are the Lord. Shall
4: we rise up together, church, please?
5: Unquestionable.
4: How will heaven look like? I'm sure that heaven is not complete without the saints of God. That's why the Lord sent Jesus. So that those who believe in him among man created, though we die, but we sleep and when the trumpet call of God will sound we will leave the corruptible body and put on the incorruptible body and then we will reunion with him I know for our brother if he has an opportunity to appear to us again what he will tell us I'm confident is this Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. I'm sure that is what it will tell us. Because the, the joy of heaven, the celebration of heaven, is not describable. I have a privilege by the Lord God to have been taken to heaven a number of times. And those of you who are here, who have been with me, will recognize even some time that I was taken to heaven and I hated to come back to this world. Because what will you compare the glamour of heaven to? You know, but I believe very much that um, every one of us who are here, the Lord will sustain us. He will keep us. So that we will not deny Christ, we will serve the Lord and obey His word until the day of our departure. There is a better life after death, only for the dead in Christ. Only for the dead in Christ. And that's the reason why, when we remember our departed members, we don't have any reason to be uh, to be uh, uh, sad, but to celebrate. We miss them, of course, but it will be for a short time. I was talking to them in New Cross today. I said I wanted everyone to add 50 years to their age now. Many of us will certainly have gone. Because we have a lot of geriatrics among us. So, if you are 50 above... If I pray for you that you should live another 50 years, I'm sure that you will not say amen with your heart. Because you don't know what is going to happen in this world at that time. And so, it's a matter of a short time. 50 years go like that, just like a twinkle of an eye. So, we thank God for the life of our brother. And we thank God for the legacy that his life has accorded us. And we thank God for the family of Maduka. Lord, we thank you. Your son departed, but he's still around. I can see him in these four people. His wife, whom you chose for him. From beginning, his first son, whom you gave him, second, and the daughter. I can say, Lord, that your son fulfilled destiny. Our thoughts, humanly, is different from your thinking, and our ways are different from your ways. He had left behind God-fearing god fearing men and women. He had left behind successful men and women. And these children are epitome of your faithfulness, which you said, to the righteous, that the children of the righteous will be mighty in the land. We know what England is, Lord. These days where Satan had breathed upon the nation and derailing many young ones. But these ones can stand Before the palaces, they can stand in the high places on earth and they can beat their chest and say, Yes, we are of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, I pray for them. What your father was not able to achieve on earth will be the minimum of your achievement. He had achieved all that God said before him before hanging the towel. According to the covenant of God with the righteous and their seeds. May heaven open over you. May favor of God surround this house. The testimony of Jesus, which has worked character in your father, which is evident to everyone, and which you have started to follow, it will be evident in your life. Anything you desire, heaven will approve. And the Lord, by His Holy Spirit, will direct your desires. So that your desires will be according to the written plan of God. You will sit in places of honor. In this world before Jesus comes, you will sit in authorities. The Lord will cause it to happen that you will never fill the gap of your Father. When you are imagining something in your mind and you need counsel, the counselor will speak as a father to you. You will hear his voice audibly. He will direct your path. Your relationship with God will become deeper in this time. Your journey is far and you will reach the height of your journey. The God of this age, Satan, will not be able to shipwreck any one of you. You will go from strength to strength. You will go from victory to victory and of course in this household of faith where you were born and established nothing will shift you the Lord will make you pillar in Christ's faith tabernacle the vision of heaven God has shown me you will be among the generation that will carry the mantle to the end so shall it be for you anoint your daughter in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit anoint your son in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Anoint your son in the name of Father, Son of the Holy Spirit. Anoint your daughter in the name of Father, Son of the Holy Spirit. May you all increase in knowledge, the spirit of insight, in discretion, and in understanding. Father, this is a holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let this be a memorial for the Maduka family. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And may the Lord fulfill His covenant concerning such obedience in this family, even now and forevermore. With long life, the Lord will satisfy you, and He will show you His salvation. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Amen and Amen.
5: My lifetime, I will give God my life. My life.
4: Fellowship, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptations, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power, and thy glory, forever and ever. Turn to someone and well let's lift our right hand up and read together the grace in fellowship Hebrews 13:20 20 and 21 now may the god of peace that brought again from the dead our lord jesus that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant make us perfect in every good work to do his will working in us that which is well pleased in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever and ever Amen shall we now read 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen to somebody may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and to yourself May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send help from his sanctuary and grant you support from his Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept all your prayers from you. May God give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we shall be victorious in every battle. We will lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he grant all your petitions for this year. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you. Changing your dreamland into visions. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. God bless you. God bless you keep you i Please be seated and the ushers will lead you out row by row.